This NFL Week 8 Thursday Night Football Player Props edition of the PropCast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog has just added Pick'em Scorchers where you can win 100x. That's right, turn $5 into 500 in one game. Plus, every Sunday, they're giving away 100000 Use promo code SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for a 100% deposit bonus of up to $500. Roster brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com and use promo code SGPN to get 50% off of your first month and start start making smarter bets today. Plus, NBA is back, and so is the NBA Gambling Podcast. To celebrate, we're giving away a NBA Gambling Podcast hoodie. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash NBA dog for all the details. Welcome everyone to the PropCast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Wednesday, October the 25th, currently 137 on the East Coast. Here to get into the NFL Week 8 Thursday night football game between the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Buffalo Bills. And joining me here to help me break it all down, you guys know him as one of the hardest working men in the sports betting industry, the motor sports king himself. It's Rod Gomez. Rod, how's it going this Wednesday afternoon, my friend? It is or morning fit. for you. Sorry. It is morning. So cheers to everybody out there as my cup of coffee uh, is, is ready to go. I, I'm ready. I, I love I love this time of year. Obviously, there's so much going on. And you know, with NASCAR winding down, I can almost fully put my attention toward football uh, 100%. But uh, yeah, I, I'm ready to rock. I, I can't wait for this. Always look forward to this, this opportunity to talk with you guys and talk football props. Yeah, another week in the books here for the NFL. We're already on to NFL Week 8. It feels like it's flying by, but also joining me here to help me break it all down as well. Also one of the hardest working men in the sports betting industry. Got my co-host for the NBA PropCast here. It's Chris B. Cappin. Chris, what's going on, my man? What's up, you know? Uh, we got another Thursday slate of football, man. So I'm excited. Well, not a slate, but, <clears throat> but a game. And uh, I'm not sure if this is going to be a good game or not based on recent performance, <laughs> maybe. Right. Because we got a team that is playing, you know, well under expectation. And we got another team that eh, we, we just don't know what we're going to get out the bucks on a weekly basis. So i um, excited to break it down. Like, like, uh, like Brian said, uh, you know, kind of, kind of give out some winners, talk it out with you guys, give us some looks and uh, looking forward to, to this week in NFL as well. Like Brian said, it's a Hectic time of the, of the year for sure when you got NBA trying to get integrated back. And, you know, we, we don't have to go through all the sports, but it's a lot going on. Excited as always, uh, you know, to be able to watch these sports and be able to uh, contribute to the show. So let's get into it. You know, I, I'm glad you said that, though, Chris. I really am, because I tell you what, I was thinking to myself, is there a game that I'm least uh, the least excited about in the entire world than this Thursday night game. I honestly, if it were not for props to keep us involved, I don't know that I'd even want to watch this game as a fan. Yeah, I think definitely down the list for me as well, um, especially with NBA here, but I uh, got a little break from MLB since the World Series game one doesn't kick off till Friday, but so maybe I'll tune in a little bit. Uh, and see how the Buffalo Bills respond after getting absolutely, I don't want to say walloped, but they did get beat as a seven and a half point favorite at the hands of the New England Patriots, 
who are a team that if you did your power rankings one to 32, they would probably be down there in the 30 range, at least 28th or worse uh, in the National Football League. But Mac Jones and that offense was getting whatever they wanted against this Bills team. And a lot of it has to do with the injuries that the Bills uh, have suffered on the defensive side of the football for them. But, I mean, when you still have... I don't know where to rank Josh Allen anymore uh, after kind of what's transpired this season, but you definitely have a top wide receiver in Stephon Diggs. You still have James Cook that they drafted in this past draft. So the offensive weapons are there. Maybe they need a second or third um, uh, wide receiver there, but I mean, this team has been to multiple AFC championship games. Unfortunately, they haven't been able to get over the hump in those games, but they've been a great regular season team. And, Rod, let me kick it to you. We'll start here with the Buffalo Bills. I mean, what do you think has been kind of the demise of this team so far this season? Because they have performed well under expectation thus far this season. I think sometimes when you have that bar set so high for so long that it kind of wears on a team, right? I mean, this is a team that is supposed to go to the Super Bowl every single season. They've got Josh Allen. They've got Stephon Diggs. I mean, they had a, a pretty solid running game uh, even a couple of seasons ago with Singletary and, and you know, the the myriad of backs that they had in the backfield there and their defense was always strong as well. Right. So this is a team that everybody kept putting into, if not the AFC championship, then the super bowl, or, you know, at least in the playoffs. And when you run that hot, that long without expectations, sometimes it just gets to a person when you walk on the field and you're like, I, I know we're supposed to win this game. And, and then the other team starts knowing that as well. And, and they play better to match you as well it's not that the competition is getting any worse. It's just this team, I think has been running hot for a long time and it's starting to show the, the cracks in this expectations versus what they're putting out on the field is starting to close. And I think it's getting to this team and you can see it even as Stefan Diggs, you know, he's not going and having those 300 yard games like he used to have. I mean, now it's a hundred yards, which is great. And that's what you're expecting out of Stefan Diggs. But you don't get those explosive, explosive games out of him anymore. Like you used to almost every other week. And, you know, and for Josh Allen, he's throwing interceptions. He's making bad decisions. He's not looking as crisp most of the time. So, I mean, I, I again, like I said, the expectation level is always there. So it's got to get hard to, to continue to maintain that, uh, that intensity every week. Yeah, I think thus far this season, they are oh and two in the division that they've lost. I mean, you could say to what the two, uh, definitely the two worst teams in the division. I'm trying to actually pull up their exact uh, schedule here for the Buffalo Bills. Well, the Jets Bills. and the Patriots. Um, they both with me for a second. Obviously, they, yeah. So those are the only two, yeah, two division games that they've played, and those are supposed to be, especially without Aaron Rodgers now in that, um, in that in that lineup, or sorry, at the quarterback position. Um, you know, especially in week one, they, that's a game that they should have probably won. They did, but the, the beat the Dolphins after the Dolphins came off of that 70 to 20 victory over, over the Denver Broncos. So they are sitting at one and two in the division. But I think the, the schedule, I mean, after the Buccaneers, you take a look at, they have the Bengals in Cincinnati. They have Denver at home and they have the Jets again. And they have, they go to, um, a very tough stretch here between the welcome the Jets. Sorry, the, they go to Philly. They go to Kansas City in back-to-back weeks. Welcome Dallas to town. And then they go to LA uh, as we kind of go down their schedule here. Uh, Chris, same question, man. What do you, what's, what's going on with this Bills team? Is it everything that Rod pretty much mentioned? Or is it either something that else is kind of going into the factor here for this Bills uh, performance as far as the season? 
Well, I just kind of go first, just kind of hitting on what Rod said. I do think the expectations are kind of catching up with this team. Um, we, we see that sometimes. And I, I don't think that any of us thought that this Buffalo team would, you know, be struggling like they are. But, you know, go back to the to the first game of the season. I'm not quite sure if, uh, you know, Josh Allen has contacts in and maybe he just didn't wear him that game. But you, we, I know we all probably remember him just slinging the ball across the field in a game that we all thought that they were going to win after Aaron yeah. Rodgers went down on opening night. Um, so that that one threw me for a loop. And then, you know, losing as a seven-and-a-half-point favorite against uh, the god-awful, uh, you know, New England Patriots is, is uh, you know, kind of head-scratching as well. Um, I think you also have to throw in the trip to London. Like, that That can be, a, yeah. you know, a, a tad bit of a sure. – and, and, you know, they, they did – lose against Jacksonville. Jacksonville is a formidable opponent, absolutely. Jacksonville also had a, uh, a sizable, you know, I would say rest advantage being in London for two weeks and then, you know, Buffalo having to come in uh, after, uh, you know, and play them. So they're pretty adjusted to that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm just, I just, to me, it's, it's everything that Rod said. And the only other thing besides what I mentioned, the last point, I guess is what I'm trying to say is um, just the defense. I think, you know, you lose, you lose, uh, you know, top corner and white, that that's that really, really hurt. He's on the hour. Um and it's got has to be that next man up mentality. And it feels like that just hasn't happened because anytime Mac Jones can throw the ball down the field and, and lead a game winning drive, because that had a chance to be a field goal. And yeah. it, and, and and Belichick was like, no, 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 no. We're not we're not kicking a field goal. We're going for this thing. And they they actually ended up scoring a touchdown. That I think you gotta look at yourself in the mirror, especially that defense, and say, you know what? What what are we not doing right? Like what what is not working for me? Anyway, that's how I feel. You know, watching the Jacksonville game. Last point I'll make: watching the Jacksonville game, Calvin Ridley was getting whatever he it was that he wanted. He looked like Calvin Johnson. He looked like Terrell Owens. Uh, just you know, catch up to catch and big time plays. And they were you know they lost that game as well. So to me, it feels like they're giving up too many points. And I know that, you know, Josh Allen hasn't been performing as 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 uh, expected, but to me, that's the biggest issue with that, that defense, along with everything else that Rod mentioned also. Yeah, I mean, I agree with everything that you guys made, uh, it, uh, the points that you guys made. Again, it, it's, it starts with Josh Allen as well. Uh, the defense, with all the injuries that they've suffered, it, it's been a tough road for them as well. But um, you know, we'll see if that they can bounce back here in this Thursday night football game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who I think as far as expectation have maybe slightly uh, exceeded expectations. But I mean, they're, they're sitting there right there right at 300, uh, sorry, at 500. Uh, so far the season, especially a team that had a win total of six and a half coming into this season. Um, all right, guys, before we get into our player props here, let me tell everyone about underdog fantasy. Underdog fantasy has a way to play alongside your favorite football team all season long. Underdog has just introduced Scorchers. Go 5 for 5 and pick them Scorchers. Enjoy a spicy 100x payout. And for a limited time, Underdog is extending their first deposit bonus of up to $500. $100,000 Sundays continue on Underdog Fantasy. 10 lucky players will win 10000 each. So watch along, make your picks, and then make a little cash over on Underdog's mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com. And we sign up with promo code SGPN. Underdog will double your first deposit up to 500 That's Underdog Fantasy. Promo code SGPN. And... The NBA is back, and to celebrate, we're giving away a NBA Gambling Podcast hoodie. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash NBA dog to submit a screenshot of you playing underdog NBA underdog using our promo code SGPN. And one random winner will get a NBA Gambling Podcast hoodie. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash NBA dog. 
All right, gentlemen, let's get into our player props here for this Thursday night football game between the Buccaneers and the Bills. Rod, you want to lead us off with your first player prop, my friend? I sure do. Uh, I love to grovel or uh, revel in people's misery. No, I'm just kidding. I don't. Uh, but I'm going to actually pick one, uh, a prop that's going to kind of exploit the weaknesses of a couple of these quarterbacks. And there's a bet on uh, BetMGM that has the total combined interceptions between the two quarterbacks. And uh, I'm going to take the over half of an interception. So I, I think both of them are kind of combined for at least one interception in this game. That's at minus 120 over on uh, on bet MGM. And here's the thing. Both of these guys have been throwing interceptions. I mean, one thing Baker Mayfield does very well is throw interceptions. In fact, um, he's thrown one in the last four games that he's played in. So uh, already there, I, I pretty much see Baker Mayfield throwing an interception in this game. Josh Allen, He's channeled his inner Baker Mayfield the last three games and thrown an interception each one of those as well. And both of these defenses are forcing quarterbacks to throw at least one interception per game on the entire season. So there's going to be an interception thrown uh, in this game for sure. And uh, at minus 120, again, it's it's not that much juice to pay uh, knowing that you're probably going to get this anyways. So um, I'm, I'm looking at it one more time because I want to make sure that I got this right. Um, because I, I, I know that I looked at the number and I was like, that can't be right. Uh, so yeah, g- at least one interception be thrown in this game to combine for at minus 120. Um, you know, we talked about it too. Like I said, it's just a matter of these guys are, are making mistakes. These, these bills are making, oh, I'm sorry. It's one and a half, but even still, uh, I, I wrote it down wrong. So it's over one and a half. So there it's going to be two interceptions, uh, between these guys. Um, which I still think is humanly possible because I think both of them are going to throw an interception in this game. Uh, both of these defenses have been opportunistic lately, and uh, both of these quarterbacks have been prone to throw interceptions to the to the op- opposition. So, like I said, I mean, it's just a matter of, of this is going to be a Thursday night sloppy game, in my opinion. Uh, Josh Allen is probably going to be trying to make up for just a, a bad overall game last week, and Baker Mayfield's Baker Mayfield. So, uh, I, I could probably see Baker throwing two in this game to uh, a very pissed off Buffalo defense and still uh, cashing this prop. So minus 120 over one and a half combined interceptions uh, for both of these quarterbacks. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned it. Baker Mayfield, I know, got off to a great start during the regular season uh, for this uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, offense. And they were like, oh, two and oh, Baker, is he the answer? But He's back to the guy that I guess we're kind of used to seeing uh, throughout the season or throughout his career. Four straight games with at least an interception. Like I mentioned, Josh Allen has been turning the ball uh, over as well, right? And again, I think that going up against a pass rush uh, like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers that we talked about it, a, a pass, t- a tip pass here, uh, a, a bad throw here. I think that's definitely in the possibility. And again, we could also see the realm of possibility of Baker throwing two interceptions themselves. So now minus 120, I, 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 I don't hate that uh, number here. Chris, any thoughts on the interception prop here from, uh, from Rod? Yeah. I mean, you guys laid it out perfectly, but Baker's going to bake and uh, you know, Josh Allen been Allen in too. And we, we hadn't really expected that from him. So, and also, you know, the thing that's been keeping Buffalo uh, keeping, honestly, keeping both of these teams in the game has been the defense. So I do expect strong defense performances. Also, we think about Thursday night football. We think about a short, short week which typically lends better to the defense than the offense that doesn't really get that those extra days to kind of game plan. So 
Um, I, I, I would play this as well. Uh, you know, two two interceptions between the both of them when one of them could throw two um, at minus 120 for sure. Uh, Chris, take us to the player prop number one, my man. What do you got? Also, okay, so so staying on the quarterback row, um, I'm looking at Josh Allen, and I actually like his pass yards to go over. Uh, I, I just look at everything from Tampa Bay, and they 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 have a run stopping defense first, right? We also, I, I think Rob mentioned it, like they they'll probably be pissed off that they, they're not in a really good space. They're um, they're uh, lost last week to the New England Patriots on Sunday was actually the the third biggest loss as a as a as a favorite this season, a seven and a half point favorite. So um I look a couple things I looked at. Each competent, like not each quarterback, but each competent quarterback that's faced this Buccaneers defense, they've gone over 260 yards passing. Uh you look at week one, it was Kirk Cousins, he threw for 344, 277 by 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 Jalen Hurts, and then of course Jared Goff hit him for 353. Um so those are the competent quarterbacks on that list. I'm not gonna include all the quarterbacks, but but I would include Allen I would include Josh Allen in that in that uh, you know in that in that category. Josh Allen himself, he's actually passed with 260 um, in three of his last five games, and I do expect the Bucks, like I said, to kind of focus on stopping the run. That's where the, the strength of this defense is. Opponents are passing the ball a lot of times. They're passing for a lot of yards. I, I want to say like 250, 247. So I think Josh Allen, especially in a bounce back spot uh, against this defense, um, you know, just kind of slings the ball around. Also. He'll have all his weapons outside of Dawson Knox, of course, who who's injured. And I'll talk a little bit more about a player prop that I like in that category. But uh, yeah, Jared Allen to go over two fifty five. I think uh, two fifty five and a half. I do like this number, and I expect him to, you know, be able to get it done through the air this week. Yeah, I agree. I mean, you mentioned it like the quarterbacks that the Buccaneers defense have faced, um, guys like Kirk Cousins, um, Jalen Hurts. Uh, Jared Goff, even Desmond Ritter last week had 250 uh, passing yards only on 19 completions. So um, I'm, I can definitely see that this team comes out motivated, led by their quarterback, Josh Allen, uh, to get over this number. And again, like you mentioned, I think the key point in the handicap here is for the listeners is that that this Buccaneers defense, their strength over the past several seasons has been their rush defense, where maybe the past defense has not been uh, very good. I'll get to that. Uh, in my first player prop here in a second. And uh, Rod, thoughts on this uh, prop for Josh Allen passing yards? I, I like how you said competent quarterbacks because it, it definitely is a distinction you have to make because a lot of times when you're facing quarterbacks, it's no two are the same. Like you could face a, a Josh Allen or you could face a Baker Mayfield, right? So it's it's there's not a comparison between them sometimes. So I like that. I, I definitely back you on this one as well. Cause I think, you know, again, for, for Tampa, they're, they're allowing a lot of yards in the air, uh, the, the ground, not so much. So I think the bills are going to come out slinging and it's going to be Josh Allen that has to win this game for them. All right. Uh, getting over to my first player prop here. I know Chris mentioned that he likes a, uh, Josh Allen to throw the football. Well, uh, somebody's got to catch those footballs. And I'm looking at Stefan Diggs here to go over 85 and a half receiving yards in this game. And you just take a look at number one, the Buccaneers pass defense has allowed a hundred uh, uh, yard receiver in every game this season, except for one game, which was last week against the Atlanta Falcons where the leading rusher or sorry, the leading receiver was Drake London. But prior to that, you go back to week one, Justin Jefferson, 150 uh, receiving yards. DJ Moore, 104. AJ Brown, 131. Amaran St. Brown, 124. And like we mentioned, now you're getting the task of having to defend a pretty pissed off Bills team 
which is going to be led by Stefan Diggs. And l- over the last three weeks, Stefan Diggs has a total of 39 targets from Josh Allen. And Diggs has also gone over this projection of 85 and a half receiving yards in five out of the seven games this season. Those five games, uh, I believe all five of those games, he went uh, at least 100 yards. So what I did is I played, obviously, the over 85 and a half, but I'm also going to ladder this up to 100 plus as well. That's at plus 135 currently over on DraftKings. So expecting a big day from Stefan or big night, I should say, from Stefan Diggs catching the football from uh, Mr. Josh Allen here, Chris. Man, you know, if you laid this one out perfect, <laughs> I don't think there's think anything else for me to add. Uh, I already talked about how bad the defense was. Um, you know, against the pass. And like I said, I got a player prop that I'm, I'm a way I'm looking to attack that this, this defense as well. But I mean, we, we mentioned it from like a game perspective, from a game script perspective, we think we have the script in this one and it should be that, you know, they, they bounce back at home short week for the defense. Um, yeah, no way I could talk you off of this one, you know, and planted at a hundred plus to get some plus money. Um, definitely in line as well. Right. Any thoughts on Stephon Diggs? I tell you what, he does have a 174 yard game against uh, Tampa Bay. Of course, he was a member of the Vikings at that point, but uh, he has blown up for 174 yards. So give me all the Stefan dig yards. And and honestly, too, I mean, it has to be on him. He's far and away the receiving leader on this team. So um, it really does have to come from him. And if they're going to win this game in any manner, again, he's going to have to play a big part in it. So. All right, before we get over to round two of our player props, uh, let me tell everyone about Hall of Fame bets. Win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame bets, the sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research every NFL, NBA, MLB, and soccer bet with historical stats and data. Enter any parlay idea into Hall of Fame bets' revolutionary parlay optimizer tool to get hit rates broken down by leg, as well as an expected probability for the entire parlay. Sort all players by hit rate, for any bet to learn which players are hot and which picks have value. Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame bets to craft more intelligent data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame bets app or visit hofbets.com and use promo code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame bets. All right, Chris, take us over to player prop number two, my man. What do you got? All right, so let's st- let's keep with that same theme. You know, if you went Stefan Diggs, which I can't talk you off, I went Dalton Kincaid. I like Kincaid a lot this week. Uh, his his line is, I mean, it's thirty three and a, it's, I'm sorry, not thirty three. It's thirty five and a half. That's the lowest one I saw, minus one twenty five. But you could take this at thirty if you don't want to pay the juice. You could take it at thirty seven and a half. Thirty. It's some thirty eights out there as well. This is situational play, right? We, we we already talked about this team probably being fired up. Uh, you know. Hopefully they come out fired up. If not, then something's wrong. We're going to have to start figuring out what's wrong, what's really going on. We'll have a much longer conversation about this Buffalo Bills team next week. But, uh, but yeah, situational spot. Uh, we expect them to be fired up. Uh, you look at what we just kind of talked about, laid it out, how, how good this defense is against the rush. They're not really good against the pass. So last week you look at what uh, Dawson Knox was able to do. He, saw, he actually saw eight receptions, which was the highest, the second highest. You know, right behind your guy, Stephon Diggs, finished with 75 yards receiving in that game as well. And it was also the game, like we talked about, Dawson Knox went down. Dawson Knox is now in the mm-hmm. IR. He's going to be out for some time and yep. need some surgery uh, as well. So I do think that this is a role that he steps into. And he, he already kind of did it last week. We saw Dawson Knox only finish with, with one catch uh, last week. I want to say it was for 10 yards. And 
and Mr. Kincaid stepped up. So I think he does in this situation as well. Another thing I went back and looked at was just tight ends um, against the Tampa Bay defense, and they've actually allowed four of the seven tight ends that they face. Well, four tight ends in the seven weeks that they faced uh, th- that they've been playing to actually finish with over forty yards or more. Um, mm-hmm. So I love this spot. You look at. I, I'm not going to go through all the quarterbacks, but. All, all the tight ends, but all of the quarterbacks, the competent ones, like I, like I mentioned earlier, actually, uh, you know, were able to get their tight ends over this 40 number. So that's Kirk Cousins, Jalen Hurts, uh, Jared Goff, and Desmond Ritter, actually, as well. And he, I, I wouldn't put him on a competent list. but So I like the spot. Bounce back spot, uh, you know, going to be getting a little bit increased volume as well. So don't need to go over 35 and a half, 37 and a half, whatever that number is. I would play it up to about 40, 40, 41 and a half. Yeah, I was looking at uh, trying to find the receptions on him uh, for this prop as well. I just couldn't find it. But I, I wholeheartedly agree that you're going to see a, an increase in uh, targets, number one, for uh, Dalton Kincaid here as well, uh, obviously with the injury to Dawson Knox. So I'm, I'm right there with you, Chris. I, I love this uh, for Dalton Kincaid. Rod, any thoughts on uh, Dalton Kincaid here? Well, especially because he had eight recept was it eight targets last week, uh, six, eight receptions, so he caught all of them. I, he's one of those guys where the name popped up, and all of a sudden you just you run into the waiver wire for your fantasy uh, manager if you don't already have him. Because, like you said, with Dawson Knox being out, um, uh, Stephon Diggs can shoulder the load. Sure, he's good enough to do that, but I think uh, Josh Allen's going to need Kincaid to get through this game as well. And you know, as far as Bills and tight ends you know that they love to target their tight ends, right? You know, Josh Allen loves him some Dawson Knox. So Kincaid's the next guy to step up. He did it last week. I think the the number, I, I got it at 40, uh, but I think I, I like it as low as 35. Like you said, that's an easy number to, to clear 35 for sure. Uh, he's done it twice already, uh, even with uh, Knox in it. So I like it. All right, Rod, take us over to player prop number two, man. What do you got? All right, well, so if I think that one of these guys is going to throw an interception, or I think both of these guys are going to throw an interception, then I'm going to have to take somebody to catch that interception. Um, And I like Micah Hyde. Uh, His number is at uh, over one and a half. I'm sorry, at a half an interception. So just for him to get an interception at all. The reason I'm going with Hyde out of all of this, he's got a plus 625 for him to get an interception in this game. Now I realize that he hasn't necessarily gotten an interception in a while, right? He started out the season with two interceptions, looked fantastic and hasn't really uh, been part of that at all. Um, but I, I think he's too good of a, of a player to go this long without getting an interception. And you know, he's licking his chops against a quarterback like Baker Mayfield. Like I said, he was thrown an interception in every single game so far over the last four games. Um, so for a guy like Micah Hyde, you know he's like I've got to get back on this. I've got to get back on the on the the snide. He's only like I said got one interception so far. Uh, I'm sorry, two interceptions so far this season, uh, and they came against uh, Miami and Washington. So he picked off Tua, right, which is a, a pretty good feat in and of itself. So, like I said, at six twenty five, this is almost like a first touchdown prop. You just take it because somebody's going to have to catch this interception. You can break it up ac- across a couple different people if you really want to. But I think uh, Micah Hyde is probably my my best choice to catch that pass from Baker Mayfield this week. Especially with a, like we mentioned, an injured secondary for this Bills team. Like Micah Hyde's that leader now, uh, right? And again, more times than not, he's been a ball hawk throughout his career. Like you mentioned, the, what, the first two weeks he had an interception. So 
it's fair game when you have when you're going up against a quarterback like uh, Baker Mayfield. Again, this might be a Baker Mayfield game where we see he throws three interceptions, and you know, fortunately for your prop, hopefully it's a, it's Micah Hyde that uh, picks off one of those uh, for uh, for this Thursday night football game. Chris, any thoughts on that? I mean, well, I really love Baker to throw an interception or two, so somebody, somebody's <laughs> got to catch it. Is what sticks out first and foremost. Um, I think Rod did a, did a really good job, excellent job of uh, you know, this is one where like like Rod said, it's not. It, it you you take it off the off the pure value alone, right? I mean, you, you're getting six and a half to one. Um, definitely feels like it's worth the sprinkle. So couldn't talk couldn't talk right off this one. All right, uh, for my next player prop, I'm going to go over to the running back for the uh, Buffalo Bills. I'm taking uh, James Cook to go over 18 and a half uh, receiving yards here uh, for this game. So we talked a lot of, over the the past several seasons that it's kind of been a a running back carousel for the the, uh, Buffalo Bills, or they just haven't gotten a lot of production out of it, right? I know you've had the Devin Singletary to the world and things like that over the past several seasons, but we take a look at the season alone, right? Cook has gone over this projection for the seven games for the Bills, but I think the, the, the handicap that really stood out to me is the amount of um yards that the Buccaneers defense is allowing through the air to the running back position or so over the course of the season the Buccaneers have allowed opposing running backs to average let's see here 38 and a half receiving yards per game and the Bucs have allowed every running back group to go over this projection except for the Philadelphia Eagles so we know at least for the Buffalo Bills it's James Cook Damian Harris has is injured um, and he's going to get majority of the snaps, the the targets, and, and the 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 snap counts for that backfield as well uh, for this uh, Buffalo Bills uh, uh, backfield. So I'm expecting him to get uh, targets again. He's averaging about three per game, and he he makes the most of it as well as his James Cook. So 18 and a half. I thought this number was a little conservative. I'll take James Cook over 18 and a half receiving yards here, Rod. Yeah, and for James Cook, obviously, he's not been uh, explosive in the running game. It isn't like he's putting up gigantic numbers in the rushing attack, and I think they do need to throw this ball a little more because, like I said, Tampa's actually got a pretty sneaky good run defense, and it's not as if they're giving up a ton of yards on the ground. Uh, it, it'll be a rough go for for Cook on the ground, so I think uh, a couple of swing passes, and he's going to break this for sure. And Munaf, we've talked about this time and time again, too, where it's like, for these guys, for these running backs, it really only takes a couple of broken tackles for them to get even over this on one catch. Yep, yeah, I agree. Uh, Chris, that thought, uh, thought on James Cook here? Yeah, I like it. I think um, Rod, Rod, <clears throat> Rod mentioned it, but they do a really good job of, of slowing down the rush, in my opinion. So um, I do think it'll be a lot of opportunities for him to be able to get some catches out the backfield. Uh, you go in and just kind of look at some of the some of the receiving numbers for running backs that they've that this defense has faced, and they're giving it up. I see, you know, six receptions, fifteen receptions, four, and even if it's not the receptions, it's the yards, right? They're giving up at least thirty yards to pretty much everybody that's on this list. Uh, some fifty-yard guys in here as well. So I could not talk you off of this one, you know. All right, let's get over to our third round of player props here. Uh, Rod, why don't you lead us off? Uh, I'm going to pick on the other tight end on the other side of the ball, Cade Otten. Oh, my gosh, this guy. His his number right now is set at uh, 27 and a half. I'm, I'm still taking the under on this one. I, I understand it, and I get it that that's such a gigantically low number, and you go, well, if anybody with a pulse can pretty much get you 27 and a half receiving yards, 
Well, unfortunately, Cade Poulton's pulse, uh, pulse is not necessarily all that strong. Yeah, he got it for you in week uh, last week. He got you 43 yards. That's great. But before that, 15, 13, 16. Okay, he got you 41 yards against the Bears. That's the Bears. Uh, but 19 in week one. In all but two weeks, he has been below 20 yards even. Not even 27. 20 yards. So... I, I, that just tells me right there that as much as you want Kate Otten to be a thing, Kate Otten is not a thing. And at 27 and a half yards, it, it seems like an easy number to get to. But listen, I know Farrah Brown got 51 against them last week. Hunter Henry even pitched in for 27. Uh, but look, at they held Darren Waller to 43 yards. Now, granted, that's over this 27 yard mark, but that's Darren Waller. That's like the number one receiving option on the Giants. And they held him basically to 43 yards. Uh, so that, that's, that's almost a win. That's almost keeping a third tier tight end to 27 yards for sure. Evan Ingram had 28, so barely got anything there. Um, Tyler Conklin had two, uh, Austin Hooper had 20. So they've been pretty good against the tight end position and they faced much stronger tight end competition than Cade Otten. So, uh, I, I think last week was an anomaly. His five catches for six, uh, or six targets was an anomaly. I think we're going to see more of the three catches for 13 yard game than we are this five for 43 this week. So give me uh Kate Otten under 27 and a half receiving yards on this game. I was looking at uh, Kate Otten's on his receptions to go over just because the tight end position has, or sorry, the, uh, Bill's tight end position has given up those receptions to those teams. I just couldn't find it, but I think that for, I mean, for the, for the bills and for the Buccaneers here, I, I think it's, again, it's going to be a tough hill to climb um, at that, especially at that tight end position. Right. So I definitely can uh, get behind this um, for, for the, the Buccaneers. Again, when you talk about this offense, for the casual fan, Kate Auden is the first name that comes to mind. It's it's Mike Evans, it's Chris Godwin, it's maybe even Rashid White as well, right? So yeah, uh, definitely can get behind this as well. Uh, Chris, any thoughts on this player prop form uh, Rod on Kate Ogden? Uh, not much. I think the the biggest thing that sticks out to me is, and Rod kind of mentioned this, the anomaly of last week. What goes up must come down. <laughs> so I would say, uh, you know, we, we we see some regression to the mean this week and. Um, you know, in a game where uh, we don't expect a lot from Baker Mayfield, and we expect his defense to play a lot better after giving up so many points last week against to, to Mac Jones. So um, I like this one as well. All right, Chris, uh, take us over to player prop number three, man. What do you got? So I actually got an under as well, and I'm going to the opposite side of the – well, same side of the ball. And uh, I'm looking at Rashad White to go under. This is this was one that I gave out uh, – uh, I think I want to say two weeks ago when they were playing against the Detroit Lions. Um, and it's just, you know, it's, it's, it's a couple of different things. One, he's just having a pretty terrible season right now. He's uh he's rushing for just 3.2 yards per carry and only has uh, more than the number right now, which is 48 in two out of six games. So he's only hitting this number. He's only going over in 30, you know, 33% of his games and staying under 66% of the game so far. Um, Tampa Bay actually ranks bottom 10 in pretty much every rush statistical category, yards per rush, rushing attempts per game, and yards per game. And uh, I do expect Buffalo to force Baker to, to beat him, like we kind of talked about, at home in a bounce-back spot. 
Buffalo has a lot to prove, man. They really have a lot to prove, especially with some of the questionable games, losing outright to Jacksonville, barely beating the Giants two weeks ago as 14-point favorites there. And then, like I mentioned earlier, the third biggest uh, loss as a favorite so far this season against New England. So I'm pretty sure you want to get that bad taste out your mouth. You typically do that, and the good teams do that by stopping the run first. That way, they, that way, the the you know the the defense is uh they they make the offense a lot more predictable. The opposing offense a lot more predictable. So I think we see that. I think them. I think they slow the run down. Make make Baker have to beat you, and you know Rashad White would should be able to stay under. I don't think he gets 50 yards, and I, I'm comfortable taking him. You know, at 47 and to stay under the 47 and a half number as well. I think the game plan also for the Buccaneers, or sorry, for the uh, yeah, for the Bills. I'm sorry, defense should be. Um, I know the, the the defense has been bad, but it's, it's Baker Mayfield at the same time as well, right? Like it's, I mean, do you really trust Baker after the past several weeks that he hasn't been very, uh, very, I guess, competent quarterback um, to beat you? I, I'm not sure I can get there. So um, I think it just goes hand in hand right there. Again, we're talking about game script. I think this prop goes right there in hand in hand. Rod, any thoughts on this player prop from Chris? Yeah, and again, I don't think that uh, Rashad White is going to be a factor at all in this game. He hasn't necessarily been a factor in many games this season at all. And and for him, this this rushing, and in fact, the the news articles have really kind of led you to to, to get into that conclusion as well, where Baker's like, listen, we're not a run first team. We we definitely are a passing uh, team, and unfortunately, they're a passing team, which means it falls on him and and as far as the league catching up with them too i mean you gotta you gotta figure they were gearing up tom brady for the last three seasons or four seasons right i mean it's the shift gears to go now to baker mayfield the the league was probably like well okay it's baker mayfield and took him for granted and then he kind of jumped out to a 3-1 lead and then they were like oh wait shit never mind it's baker mayfield we're gonna have to game plan for him now uh for real and so they have and you see what happens yeah uh, all right, for my last player prop here, I am going to go to a kicking prop here. I think there's a buy low situation for me. Tyler Bass over one and a half field goals made here. Um, it's at minus 105. And I know over the last several weeks here, he hasn't. He's only made one field goal over the last three weeks here. But if you take a look what the kickers have done against his Buccaneers defense, which kind of tells me that the Buccaneers red zone defense has been pretty solid thus far this season. So over the last four weeks, um opposing kickers have made at least uh two field goals and over the last four weeks opposing kickers have made at least three field goals against um against the buccaneers so i think a buy low situation here minus 105 for the bills i think they want to get out with a victory in this game um just because they get that sour taste out of the mouth what happened last week against the buccaneers uh, sorry against the uh, patriots so for the Bills, I think that if the the opportunity presents himself to take the points, uh, I think they're going to take him. But also, it kind of goes into the fact that do the Bills think that the Buccaneers are going to be able to put up points uh, to keep up with the scoring that the Bills may do? So asking them to get or asking Tyler Bass to get two field goals here, I don't think it's going to be a monumental task. So I'll take the over one and a half field goals made for Tyler Bass at minus 105 currently over on DraftKings here, Rod. You know, I love me some kicker props. So, and, and Tyler Bass is, is one of the best. So I think this, this team will put up points and really what could ultimately happen too, is that they get up 
so much in the in the third quarter or somewhere in the fourth quarter that if they drive down, they're not necessarily trying as hard to get a touchdown. So their their drive may get stalled at the twenty or you know the twenty five, and then out comes Tyler Bass to kick a second field goal uh, late in the game just because you're going to put points on the board. You know you don't want to leave points out there. So yeah, this could come in a in a garbage time situation just as much as it could come in a meaningful game situation as well. Uh, Chris, any thoughts on Tyler Bass? Yep, take the over, like you said. <laughs> that, 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 that is the thought. Um, I do expect this team to be able to move the ball. We expect them to bounce back like we've been kind of talking about throughout the, the entirety of this episode. Uh, you go in and just kind of look at Tampa Bay's um, just defense in general, and I'm specifically their, their opponent red zone scoring, um, and, and they, they, they're actually pretty good. So th- that's what kind of keeps them in games is their ability to be able to kind of limit you in the red zone. So, um, you know, maybe maybe they struggle in that category, and it wouldn't affect me any because I'm not taking anybody to catch a lot of passes. I'm, well, not catch a lot of passes, but catch, you know, in touchdowns for for uh, Buffalo on this uh, in this Thursday night game, you know. So I, I like it. I think Bass, uh, you know, potentially his three field goals in this game. All right, let's get over to touchdown score prop bets for this Thursday night football game uh rod you want to lead us off with your touchdown score so i think somebody's going to score at least one touchdown for tampa bay i I think i think that is within the realm of possibility and really the only guy that's been scoring touchdowns for tampa bay is mike evans so um you could do the uh anytime td score for him it's still at plus 175 uh which i find to be kind of crazy considering that He's the one with the most touchdowns on the season for Tampa Bay. He's got four receiving touchdowns. The next best guy uh, on the list is Trey Palmer with two. Uh, K. Dotton does have one as well. And it's like, well, okay, um, maybe rushing touchdowns could be. No, well, listen, Rashad White's the only one with a rushing touchdown this season. One, one rushing touchdown. So if you want to talk about like Mike Evans almost has as many touchdowns by himself as the rest of the team. So you're, te- I'm telling you if, if the Tampa Bay Buccaneers do score a touchdown, it's going to be Mike Evans that scores this touchdown uh, because that's just the way it's been going for yeah. them lately. And like I said, at plus money, I, I still don't believe, I mean, when you've got guys that are at minus money right now to score a, a touchdown, just one um, getting a guy like Mike Evans at plus plus one seventy five, I don't think you can pass this up. The only way that he's going to foil you on this prop is if he doesn't score a touchdown at all, which I I wouldn't be surprised if it <laughs> happened that way. But by the same token, he did score a touchdown last week against the Falcons. So um, he, he's only gone two games this season, not scoring a touchdown. I, I, I like plus money for Mike Evans to get in the end zone this week. Yeah, I mean, at, at plus 175 for a guy that's been more consistent than not for this offense, I, I think that's definitely value there for the uh, Tampa Bay uh, Buccaneers at plus 175. I do not hate that. Uh, Chris, uh, touchdown scores for this week. So piggybacking off right, I like Mike Evans as well. Um, Baker just does this thing where he drops back in the pocket and just throws the ball up to him. <laughs> Mike Evans goes and catches it. Uh, you actually can get him at plus 210 uh, if you have access to points. But, and uh, yeah, that's probably the only player that I would look at. I think I think it may be worth the sprinkle for to for Baker to get in the Mayfield, uh, for Baker to get in the Mayfield, for Baker to get in the end zone, um, just because yeah. the odds are nice. Uh, you can actually get him at eight and a half to one, so plus eight fifty for Baker Mayfield to score a touchdown, 
And uh, Rod just kind of mentioned, and I went back and looked at it as well, Shaw White has their only rushing touchdown. Like, that. that's absolutely insane. They rushed the ball 153 times this, year, this season and have one rushing touchdown. So just because the odds are, you know, there, I would probably put a tenth of a unit, maybe, you know, 15th of a unit, not anything big. But uh, those are the only two guys I, I think are have the potential to score unless something fluky happens, uh, you know, with, with for the ball. For the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, on the opposite side, I actually like Josh Allen to get in the end zone. You can get him at plus two twenty. Uh, he has four rushing touchdowns already this season, and we know all it takes is a scramble for him. You know, fifteen yards out, ten yards out, uh, maybe even twenty yards out, and Josh Allen can get in the end zone as well. So uh, I like Josh Allen. Josh Allen plus two twenty. Uh, like Rod said, uh, uh, looking at uh, Mike Evans at plus uh, two ten. Those would be my favorite two guys. Sprinkle. On, on Baker Mayfield at plus, uh, plus 850, you know. I like that. Um, all right, for mine, I I think this is going to be a big Stefan Diggs week, like I mentioned. I, I'm going to go with him to score two touchdowns. That's at plus 450, uh, currently over on DraftKings. Um, again, like I mentioned, this secondary for the Buccaneers has not been very good, and the amount of targets that Stefan Diggs gets, especially you know in the red zone area, I think that he's more than capable of getting two touchdowns uh, for this Buffalo Bills offense. Also, like Dalton Kincaid at two to one uh, to find it. I know um, Chris, you're high on him this week, especially since Dawson Knox has gone down this offense. Um, I know Josh Allen likes to find those big targets in the in the red zone or, or, or yeah, in the red zone, I should say. So at two to one, I don't hate that. I also agree about Mike Evans. I just don't see a world where it, I mean it could be another score for this um Tampa Bay team but uh, getting Mike Evans anywhere from plus 175 but also like Chris mentioned all the way up to plus 210 there is definitely some value there for uh, uh Mike Evans to find the end zone again he's a big uh red zone target as well for this Tampa Bay uh Buccaneers uh team so uh co-sign on Mike Evans as well all right, gentlemen, let's wrap up the show with our best bets for this Thursday night football game uh Rod why don't you lead us off so I'm going to go with the total combined interceptions at uh, one and a half. I, I think, like I said, both of these quarterbacks have been definitely uh, not their best selves. And Baker Mayfield, well, maybe he has. I don't know. But uh, I know Josh Allen has not been his best self lately. So uh, interceptions have been the name of the game for these guys and these defenses. So uh, it's a Thursday night game. These always get sloppy. These always get hard to watch. So um, I, I think you can have both of them walk away with an interception. Uh, I think you can have Baker walk away with two. I don't know. But at minus 120, uh, I know it's juiced, but it's pretty much juiced for a good reason. And it's not juiced that much. So give me their total combined interceptions at minus or at uh, one and a half, rather. Love it. Uh, Chris, best bet. Best bet is the situational guy for me. The situational guy happens to be Dalton Kincaid this week. So uh, I like him. I like him a lot in this spot. Receiving yards only at 35 and a half, 36 and a half, 37 and a half. I like all of those numbers. I would play, like I said, I, play, I would play it up to 40. Um, and, you know, it's just ample opportunity. I expect some of the same opportunity that he saw last week where he had eight catches. This defense is really good against the rush. So so I do think that uh, Josh Allen wants to bounce back and have a better game than he did last last week. And uh, you get a you get a bigger role for, for Kincaid in this spot. And it could be a by low spot because we know that Dawson Knox, Knox is not going to be back next week or for the foreseeable future. So mm-hmm. this number could creep up just a tad bit higher next week, you know, so it does make me feel like I'm getting a bit of a discount with uh, what, what the potential is in this spot. Yeah. Love it, man. 
Uh, all right, for my best bet, I, I got to go with Stephon Diggs. I mean, I mentioned it that the Buccaneers secondary in their past defense has given up at least 100-yard receiver to every single um, opposing team this season, except last week, which was the Atlanta Falcons. And now, you, again, like you had, I mentioned, you have now Stephon Diggs and what should be a motivated Bills team to get that sour taste out of their mouth of what transpired last week against a divisional rival in the New England Patriots. I know it's a short week. Uh, they're at home. Uh, I do like the spot here for the uh, for the Buffalo Bills and Stephon Diggs to have a big week uh, this week in this Thursday night football game. So best bet for me, over 85 and a half receiving yards for Stephon Diggs. I would ladder this up as well. 100 plus was around plus 135. When to get all the way up to plus 125, you can get some definitely some nicer odds on that as well. So Stephon Diggs over 85, 85 and a half receiving yards. Best bet for me. All right, gentlemen, that is going to do it for this edition of the uh, Propcast here on the NFL Gambling Podcast as well. Thursday night football is in uh, week eight already. I can't believe I'm saying that week eight already for the NFL. But Rod, any parting thoughts before we get out of here, my friend? Uh, no, I, I actually hope that uh, Stefan Diggs does go off this week because I've got a, a combined with him and Mike Evans for 156 yards. So hopefully Stefan Diggs just takes care of that by himself and all Mike Evans has to do is catch a 20 yard pass and we're good. But um, yeah, no, listen, we're coming down to the end of the uh, NASCAR season, last couple of races. Uh, so I'm going to be able to catch a breather. But like I said, that means I get to focus a thousand percent on the NFL, which is uh, always a good thing to do, but make sure you catch the last couple races uh, with us. If you haven't already in the NASCAR gambling podcast, F1 still got some time to go. We got four races left there. So still making money over there as well. They're in Mexico city this week. So Catch the F1 Gambling Podcast as well. And uh, yeah, catch some more of my props on Sportsbook Review uh, if you if you want to go deeper into this Thursday night game. There we go. Chris, anything else you want to mention, my friend, before we get out of here? Nah, man. I uh, love doing the show with you guys. I, I'm glad that we all aligned. It definitely you know, provides some confidence in the plays that we're liking. So uh, best of luck to everyone. Enjoy the, the game. And check me out over on X myself. I'm you know, doing a lot of NBA stuff as the season kind of uh, ramps up so definitely check me out over there crispy cap and two piece two ends appreciate you guys as always and looking forward to the weekly show that we're going to do where we give out some more props for for the rest of the games this week yeah 100 we'll be back later this week probably friday as usual to get into our nfl week uh eight uh sunday game props as well so look out for us then make sure to follow rod on x at rj at rj via gomez you can follow chris on x as well at crispy cabin two piece two ends and again you can follow me on uh x at sports nerd 824 till then good luck with your bets let's break these books off and let it ride <laughs> <laughs>